Well, happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. Hope you're doing well this morning. Uh, for those of you I don't know, my name's Todd, and I'm the lead pastor here. Really excited that you've come to be with us here at Hilton Head Island Community Church on this holiday, this day, where we celebrate the birth of this great nation in which we live. And I'm glad for those of you who are here in the house, thank you guys so much. I want to thank those who are on the backstage patio. Thank you guys so much for joining in. And those who are online this morning, thank you guys so much. Why don't we give it up for those who are watching online and on the backstage patio. Thank you guys so much for being a part. I love the questions that we just heard, some of those statements that we just heard, the the little history lesson that we just got there. I love that. And I love this question, what does freedom mean? What does freedom mean? When I think about freedom, I think about heroes. I think about those men and women who served our country, not just in the military, but all throughout the different facets of life, who serve us so well, who have served, some, some of which who have died, some of which who have been wounded in action, some of which who gave up their rights and their freedoms so that we could be free. I think of heroes. And today on this Independence Day 2021, uh, I, I want us to focus on heroes. The Bible has a lot of different heroes There are a lot of different people who are heroes from a spiritual perspective that were heroes from God's kingdom perspective. And God talks about that. In Psalm 1633, the psalmist writes this, the godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. You know, the fact is, is that what we think of as heroes really aren't heroes. What we think of as heroes sometimes in our culture and in this world, it's, there's, there's kind of a disconnect, isn't there? We think of heroes as these you know, people who are, may have superhuman powers. We think of heroes as people who have done the great work, and they, maybe they have done the great work. And unfortunately, the lines have been blurred between hero and celebrity in our world. Those lines have been blurred. We think of heroes because in our world, Hollywood has kind of vaulted these heroes and made them celebrities. And sometimes we, we even blur the, the lines between the heroes that some of the actors and actresses are trying to portray on the big screen with the hero that we really have value in and that we place uh, a high regard for. We see guys like Abraham Lincoln and you know, Daniel Day-Lewis and one of my favorites, Winston Churchill and Gary Oldman. I don't know how in the world they got him to look like Churchill. My goodness. Those lines sometimes are blurred. Selena, a hero to so many people. And of course, Jennifer Lopez portraying her. What should come to mind? I want to ask you that question. What should come to mind when we think of heroes? I think it's the everyday people, the hometown heroes, the family heroes, the people that are in our lives. We have so many people who have served this country well that we will never know their names. We might not even know what they did, how they served. It's the teachers. It's the first responders. See, true heroes look a lot different than the heroes that Hollywood portrays. They're the ones that are 
working hard in our community. They're the ones that are responding to, to crisis when it happens. They're the ones who are truly giving up themselves so that we can have freedom. Today, uh, we have heroes that we've never thought of as heroes because of COVID-19. Am I right? I mean, there are people who served in a way over the past year and a half almost that we never would have thought were heroes. But my goodness, in, in a time of crisis in our world, we realized the value of true heroes. Those of you who are educators, who are administrators, who are teachers, who are staff, you all are heroes. Those of you who served in healthcare, administrators and doctors and nurses and home healthcare workers, you all are heroes. Our first responders, law enforcement and EMS and fire and rescue, essential workers like those of you who worked in infrastructure and food services and kept the grocery stores open during the last year and a half, you guys are the heroes. And Hilton Head Island Community Church we want to say thank you. Thank you so much to those of you who have served. And I, I failed to mention our military, which is the most obvious. Thank you so much. For those of you who are here today, who are watching online, who may be on our backstage patio, I want to say thank you. Why don't we give it up for those who have served over the last year and a half. You all have served in one of the most difficult periods of time that we can think of in history. And we thank you for that. See, true heroes understand that the liberty and freedom that you just heard about in the bumper there, you, you understand, true heroes understand that there's been a price that's paid for the freedom that we enjoy. True heroes understand that with liberty, with freedom, with rights, comes a, a huge Listen, church, I want you to hear this. A huge responsibility. With the freedom and the liberty that we enjoy today, with the, the ability to go out today on the 4th of July here in Hilton Head Island on this beautiful, amazing day and to you know, enjoy what we're going to do this afternoon and this evening, that there was a price that was paid and that liberty and freedom is invaluable. And it comes first from God. Everything that we've been given, the Bible says that all good and perfect gifts come from the Father above. And true heroes understand that that's true. True heroes understand the power of liberty and the power of freedom. They understand that in America, that that Declaration of Independence that was signed actually on July the 2nd, John Adams predicted that the big day in America would be July the 2nd. It ended up being July the 4th, didn't it? Because that was the day it was ratified. That that Declaration of Independence gives us certain freedoms that we have. That the, that the U.S. Constitution limits the effect of government in our lives that great document that went into effect in 1789. The Bill of Rights gives us individual rights to U.S. citizens. And the subsequent amendments give us certain rights that help promote our ability to succeed and to live and to be in freedom. But they understand that this is all a gift 
from God. You understand that the most familiar part of the Declaration of Independence that says that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by who? Their creator. Their creator were certain inalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. See, our founding fathers knew that these freedoms, that liberty, that life and happiness and excellence and being able to succeed in life was a gift from God. And that that gift needed to be stewarded to the best of our ability. A true hero understands how to leverage that freedom for themselves and their families, but also for the good of others. A true hero understands that freedom leads to opportunity. I would imagine that we all probably would give a different answer to what does freedom mean. We all probably would have a different take, a different spin on it. But for me, freedom means opportunity. We, as American citizens, have an opportunity to impact the world like no other place in the world. Like no other nation in the world, we have an opportunity. And today I want to focus on three ways that heroes use their freedom and their opportunity to help and to serve the world. True heroes begins with seeing every moment in life as a precious gift from God. As a precious gift from God above. We're going to be taking a look today at the Apostle Paul who talks a lot about freedom in, in his books that he wrote, in his letters that he wrote to these churches, these new churches, that when, when Jesus left and when the Holy Spirit came and we see Pentecost, the church was birthed in Acts chapter 2. Amazing things were happening, miracles were happening, and the church came together and it was formed. And the Apostle Paul says to the church at Ephesus when he writes this letter, he says this in Ephesians chapter 5, 15 and 16. He says this, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Listen, church, I want you to hear that you don't have to be someone like Abraham Lincoln. You don't have to be someone like George Washington. You don't have to be someone like Winston Churchill to be a hero. A hero is someone who understands, listen, that time itself, that life itself is a gift from God, and that we should steward that time with the fact that it's a gift from God in mind, that it is precious, that it is invaluable, and that one day our opportunity here on earth will be gone. J.R.R. Tolkien J.R.R. Tolkien that you know of so well, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, he said this, he said, the only thing we have to decide is what to do with the time given to us. It's true, isn't it? It's true. 
The only thing that we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. And I think sometimes we don't think of part of the opportunity that we have because we're free and because we live in a nation where people have died for our freedom is, is that time is one of those things of opportunity that we have in our lives. Heroes, true heroes, not celebrities, true heroes understand that time is a gift from God and that every moment in life should be stewarded like it's that precious, precious gift from him. How do you steward your time? How do you manage your time? Do you use most of your time on, on selfish gain, on things that just give you pleasure and, and happiness, which is one of the things the forefathers specifically stated? Or do you use your time to help promote someone else's happiness, to increase their freedom? How do you use your time? I think there's a second thing that true heroes do, and that is, is that they share their blessings. Listen, I want you to hear this. True heroes share their blessings. A true hero will take what they have been given, and, and they will make sure that their family is taken care of, that they are taken care of, but they will share what God has given to them. Man, if, if I'm really honest, um, we, we live in a selfish day and age, don't we? And it is so easy to succumb to that. I admit, fully admit that I succumb to that sometimes in my life. It's all about me. It's all about what's good for Todd. Sometimes we miss the fact that we are supposed to be generous and that God has called us to be generous with what's been given. And a true hero shares their blessings with others. The Apostle Paul writes another letter to the churches in this region of Galatia, and he's writing to them and he's instructing them that the real Christian life was meant to be shared, that the results and the blessings that we have as children of God were meant to be shared with others. And he writes this in Galatians chapter 6, and I'll hit just a few verses here. He says, Bear one another's burdens. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Last week, Justin talked about the law, and, and, and he's saying the real way to fulfill the law of Christ is by bearing one another's burdens. He says in verse 3, For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. We live in a world of deception, don't we? We live in a world of deception. It's taken over by our own pride and selfishness. Skip down to verse 6. He says, let the one who is taught the word share. Let the one who is taught the word, say it with me, share. Share all good things with the one who teaches. And skip down to verse 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not Give up. Listen, if you're here today and you're a true hero already in your home and in your community and in your neighborhood, my challenge to you is don't give up. 
as tired as you may be, as worn out as you may be for the last, you know, 15, 16 months that we've experienced, don't give up. And then he says in verse 10, so then, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to who? To everyone. To everyone. Let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. See, a true hero shares the blessings that God has given them. They share the blessings. A true hero stewards his time. A true hero shares their blessings. And lastly, a true hero serves their community. A true hero serves their community. Galatians chapter 5, just going back a chapter. This is from the message, which is a paraphrase, but I love how it's said in this paraphrase from the message. It says this in verses 13 and 14. It is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment. When we have the freedoms that we have, not only do we have those freedoms from God first, but he has called us to a free life. And of course, the Apostle Paul is speaking of spiritual freedom. Just make sure, he says, that you don't use this freedom. That you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and to destroy your freedom. Okay, look, if you're a parent, you, you know how this works, and you've seen it in your home. It's the old, I gave you an inch and you took a mile, right, concept? Am I right? We see it all the time. We give them an inch and they take a mile, and that's what the Apostle Paul is instructing us here to not do whatever we want to do, and by doing so, destroy your freedom. Rather, he says, rather use your freedom to what? To serve one another in love. To serve one another in love. He says, that's how freedom grows. That's how freedom grows. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you love yourself. Paul also talks to the church at Corinth that was really struggling with selfishness and pride and arrogance and seeking their own pleasure. And he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 23 and 24, let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. That's what we, church, are to do with the freedom that we have been given. And if I'm really honest, I think COVID has been something that has separated those who really desire to serve others and those who are selfish. It really has kind of been a dividing line on that. What are we going to do with the time that we've been given? What are we going to do with the blessings that have been bestowed upon us? What are we going to do with the gifts that God has given us? What do you do with your time? How do you use your time? How do you use the blessings that God has given you? And what do you do to serve others around you? I would suggest to you today that this begins 
not just in our communities and not just in our nation and not just in our world, but I think that using the freedom and the opportunity that we've been given as as children of God and as Americans, I believe that it begins in that most, the, the smallest concentric circle, and that is with the people we know the best. How do you serve in your home? How do you serve your husband and wife? How do you serve your kids? Kids, how do you serve your parents? There, I got some bonus points there today, all right? (laughs) How do you serve those who you know in your neighborhood and on your street and in your apartment and in your school? How well do you serve those around you? Proverbs, writer of Proverbs says, Open your mouth for the mute. For the rights of all who are destitute, open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and the needy. And church, I want Hilton Head Island Community Church to be the type of church that uses the freedom that God has given us to take the opportunity that we've been given by those who have died before us for our freedoms I want us to be the type of church that takes that into the next stage, into this next better chapter in all of our lives. Aren't you glad it's July 4th, 2021 and not 2020? Let us take that and let us steward our time well. Let us live with gratitude and let us serve those around us and be a hometown hero. I want you to meet today a hometown hero, um, a person who has invested in the life of this community. Why don't you check out the screens this morning? Hey everybody, Pastor Todd here. This is an amazing day. Found out about this about this time yesterday, but uh, with Hargrave and Help for Hope, um, we and us and the chamber, uh, we are helping feed people who have been affected by COVID-19 in our community. And they're getting food vouchers at the end of this line uh, from Hargrave, uh, four uh, vouchers per car. We're handing out gift bags with some goodies in it and some granola bars and water and stuff. So I want you to know that you've been a part of helping people real time on the island during COVID-19. Thank you so much for all your support and all you guys do. Uh, We packed these bags today and we've been handing them out. It's been an amazing day. So thanks for your prayers. Praying for you guys. Well, today I have with me Billy Watterson. Why don't you give it up for Billy Watterson this morning? Billy, happy 4th of July, man. Glad that you're here with us. Glad to be here, and happy 4th to you, too. It's awesome, man. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself this morning? Yeah, so um, I'm married to a hero, Brenda. She's here <laughs> today. And um, we have four beautiful children. I live on the island and uh, been here for about four years now. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I know that sounds a little... A serial entrepreneur. Yeah, Did you hear that? That's good. Serious. I like that. Um, so quickly, the difference is that um, we're just crazy. Yeah. Um, and then there's regular <laughs> entrepreneurs. So, Got it. Got it. Very um, good. And then my latest project uh, was Burnt Church Distillery yeah. that we just Very finished good. up and actually 
built it all during COVID. Yeah, it was an amazing, amazing building out there in Bluffton. And, um, but you were really the passion, and you had the heart behind what you saw our church doing right in the middle of COVID. It was right here on this campus. We had found out about it just the day before and went to work being a part of uh, Help for Hope. And um, tell us a little bit about how Help for Hope kind of came about and what was the spark uh, that, and tell us a little bit about Help for Hope too that was going on during COVID. Yeah, so um, as you all remember and lived through, the world was falling apart um, minute by minute. And um, there was just an enormous amount of uncertainty. Um, I was afraid, um, angry. I think I went through all yeah. of the uh, uh, emotions and processed everything within about a week. Yeah. Um, and then I really, really got angry. And one day I was heading back on island, mm. and it's really what tipped the scales. I had heard on the radio that 12,000 people lost their job that day. Man. And I was like, man, enough is enough. Yeah. I want to do something, I, yeah. I, but I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I think most of us are in that situation or in that category. We find ourselves in these, these times and we're like, we want to do something. We want yeah. to give, but we don't know how. Mm-hmm. So fast forward the next day, um, I was at the gym and then um, in the steam shower mm-hmm. afterwards. <laughs> and this is where God usually pummels me. <laughs> so I haven't been back in the steam for shower. 15 months <laughs> to the steam shower. Um, yeah, so... I mean, he just, like, laid it on, Mm. Mm. and Mm. he's like, you know, you need to quit feeling sorry for yourself, man. and you need to get Mm. up. I have given you so much, Mm. and I was like, why does he always do this to me? But it was the opportunity that I was seeking, Mm. which was to engage and to do something, not to feel helpless. Mm. Mm. Help for hope. Mm. The help part of that is Mm. the help. For today, people are suffering right now. Mm. The hope is equally as important. Uh, we just need hope. Yeah. If we know things are going to be okay, yeah. we'll keep going. Mm. So I get in the car after the steam shower, and I'm not talking. And Brenda's there with me, and she's like, what's wrong with you? Are you you're, something's, something's just not right. I'm like, yeah, man, I just got messed up, man, <laughs> in, mm. in the steam shower. And... Um, She's like, well, what's going on? I was like, God's just asking me to do all this stuff, and I'm trying to make sense of it. And I think we just need to go out and buy, like, thousands of dollars worth of gift cards and just, you know, hand them out. And she's like, yeah. It <laughs> doesn't sound super sustainable. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, of course, you're right. And, <laughs> Good and, answer. And then, we just, yeah, and then we just kept going over it, and, mm. and she's just such a great sounding board for me. Mm. And we concocted this crazy plan. Mm. Um, the next day, we called in the Chamber of Commerce, and we said, we got this really crazy plan. Can you get behind it? And I have, like, a pencil, and I'm sketching the bones of this thing. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they loved it. They loved it, yeah. yeah. And I was like, they I have did. no idea what we're doing. Um, but, you know, mm. we're just going to run with it. Um, I was joined by about 18 heroes initially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these are people that all have jobs and lives and are afraid as well, and they jumped in. Yeah. Um, one of the gifts that God has given me is the ability to assemble yes. people yeah. behind a cause. Yeah, no doubt. And, yeah. and we were in relentless pursuit mm. of trying to do something. And Help for Hope is, was unique in the yeah. sense that it wasn't a program where we were just giving the needy meals. Mm. It was, in fact, quite the opposite we led with a different mm. approach, which is more of a business yep. type approach of saying, look, 
if I go out and I buy a bunch of gift cards and I just hand them out, these restaurants are going to get cash today, but they don't have to serve us. Yes, they don't have to do anything. And that's great, yeah. but we needed to keep people uh, employed yes. and, and then feed them. So yes. it was kind of this trifecta approach. Um, and then the individuals that were actually the recipients turned into the hero because we needed them to distribute the capital into the restaurants. So they had to keep employees, yeah. um, and then we fed folks as well. So it was really a, a, a neat opportunity to put a different twist on a program like that. Multi-fold uh, helping those who were in really uh, you know, in need, but also helping the restaurants, uh, many of uh, you know, the places of business here in our community, and you guys hosted these uh, you know, Help for Hope uh, you know, moments, and one of them happened to be on this campus, and so we joined in. The way that I heard it described is, is this is helping people who are out of jobs, and it's a uh, you know, kind of a community uh, Hilton Head Bluffton stimulus package that's being run, uh, you know, through people and through businesses. And um, man, what a great idea! And uh, I'm, we were glad and and so ha so happy in the midst of all this to do something tangible for people at the height of the crisis. And so, man, thank you so much, Billy. God called you. By the way, I love your prayer closet, man. That's awesome. Best prayer closet ever, seam shower. So uh, God called you to do this, and you, you did it, and you risked. You took opportunity. What did you risk? What were, what were some of the things that you were willing to say, hey, I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to risk this uh, for the good of our community and the good of people around here. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, time um, is probably the biggest yep. piece. Sure. Um, we essentially built an entire charity in nine days. Um, yep. So there were, there were long days, yes. um, but fruitful, sure. and frankly, took our mind off of yes. the world, the, the crumbling world around us. Sure. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, there's the financial component. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, some of our businesses went from, like, you know, 100% of revenue to, you know, 10 you were affected as well. Yeah, I mean, we were, yeah. we were being yep. crushed. So yep. managing, you know, multiple businesses that are, are immediately being impacted. Yeah. Um, I've got a distillery that's a year away from opening. Mm. Um, yeah. And 70 to 75% of that cost comes in that last year. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, oh, God. Help me. <laughs> help. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I just, I guess I found it easier to go help others. Yeah. Um, and then you know, God blessed us. Yes. Just amazing because yeah. the ones that were hurt the most um, in the diversification of our portfolio, he tripled those yeah. businesses. Isn't that incredible? Um, wow. So, wow. but it was scary. It was yeah. just, it was a really, really scary time uh, for everyone. Um, and, I, and I have to tell you, we learned so much because the conventional systems that mm. we rely upon to deliver goods and resources to the poor um, and to others that are in need, they fell apart. Yeah. You know, and most importantly, and this isn't a knock against the church, yeah. but they're all volunteer based and they all yeah. went away and yes. we're like, oh my gosh. Yes. And so yep. if you saw the picture with the gold pants, <laughs> uh, I got the gold pants out. And I got some old, <laughs> old shoes that I wore at my yep. 40th. Uh, they were cowboy boots at my 40th birthday party. I spray-painted <laughs> nice. them gold. That's awesome. And I spray-painted a hat gold. Nice. We had T-shirts made. I was wondering about that. I was wondering yeah. how the gold thing came about. Yeah. So, yeah. I just, it was like, you got to have a little flair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were there. a wrestler, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt like that too some days. But, you know, we said we have to take it to the people. 
Yeah. We can't rely on anything anymore. We must meet them where they are in our community. And that's what we did. And it was a, um, a great opportunity for you guys to, to be with us that day. We love um, here. Absolutely loved it. Hargrave had called us 24 hours before and said, hey, we got some people that are going to be on our campus. Uh, you know, how many? And they said, oh, probably about 400 cars. And I went, uh, what? Uh, we don't want to miss this opportunity. So really fast, we got our staff together, put on our masks, and uh, we, uh, we prepared it. And uh, man, we're a part of it. And we were so thankful. Now, God has also led you, and I didn't really ask you to share about this, but I'm going to ask you to share about it. Because uh, now that as uh, Chris Crow, one of your, uh, your you know, right-hand men and a good friend of mine said that, uh, you know, help uh, for hope is something that you can always kind of enable if it needs it. Uh, needs to in the future. We're praying that we don't have to uh, again, but man, I love that. But, but God has also grown something in you with the Low Country Legacy Fund. Tell us a little bit about that, because that's another way that you are helping our community. How much time do I have? Yeah, I know, man. I know it's your passion, man. I know it. Yep. So uh, the Low Country Legacy Fund was created um, because of a culmination of things that, that happened over three years of building out the distillery and a lot of the research behind it. So uh, what it is, um, is a fund. So every transaction that happens inside the distillery, we, we put 50 cents into that fund, and then we allow folks to round up. Um, that fund is to be used exclusively in the black community uh, between Bluffton and Hilton Head for three things, uh, infrastructure, um, uh, educational opportunities, and equity in the economy. So how it all came to be was I was forced to do a lot of research, um, which I really didn't do a whole lot of before, especially from a historical perspective. Um, but because of that road and the mystery of Burnt Church Road, um, it grabbed me from the very beginning yes. and, and it became the inspiration. I hired um, a historian who spent two years digging it up. Yes. But in the meantime, I was learning um, a lot about the truth yes. of where we are today yeah. and the yes. truth yep. of our history, yep. um, especially as it in relates In this community. To, yeah, yes. that's, yep. that's right, in this yep. community. Yep. Um, and we stumbled upon uh, the name of the church. It was built in 1849, so there actually was a real church, and the church did burn. And the church was called Mission to the Blacks. So another one of those yeah. moments where God's like, Hi, can I make it any more obvious? Mm, yeah. Here's what you're doing. Yeah. Here's where we're at. We, mm. we know that, um, you know, these folks have been left behind. Yeah. Uh, mm. We know that they've been mistreated. Yeah. We know that yes. they don't have the same opportunity in this economy yes. that you have, Billy. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. you know, I'm going to let you figure that one out. That's what he said. <laughs> that's what God said. That's what he yeah. said. And yeah. I spent a lot of time in the community. I spent a lot of time... Um, creating friendships mm. and learning mm. and, and understanding um, the the plight mm. um, of these folks and just yeah. um, I've, I love them yeah. I, I love everything about them so anyway that is how that fun came to be yes. uh, we just hosted the Juneteenth celebration for yeah. Bluffton yes at our yep. um, facility we really um, have been blessed to use the distillery as a platform yeah. to elevate um, members of the black community to really give them exposure uh, to people in places that yes. uh, they just would never 
and sustainable have. resources for the future to build their lives on. And, That's um, right. and I love that passion. It is, uh, I, I love what you're doing. Um, and we were so happy to come alongside you guys and help here. Uh, and I, I just want you to know, church, Hilton Head Island Community Church, that here's a, here's a businessman um, who listened to God, um, who heard from God, who saw a need, and he was willing to give his time. He was willing to be generous with the blessings that God has given him. And you know, he went and he served his community. And you can do that, and I can do that. Billy did it. We as a church can serve each other with the opportunity, and we can serve the world around us with the opportunity that's been given to us. But it may require us to think differently. It may require us to have a different perspective about life. And I'm, I'm so thankful, man, that you are part of this. We want to give you today from Hilton Head Island Community Church because we take 10 cents of every dollar and we give it to, to local and global missions organizations. And so we want to give you this check today for the Low Country Legacy Fund for $2,500 for, from Hilton Head Island wow. Community Church to help thank you guys you out so in what much. you're doing. And so, oh my gosh. Thank you, brother. Thank really, you, brother. Really appreciate it. Why don't you guys give it up one more time for Billy Watterson. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Would you all pray with me this morning? Father, we, we really don't quite understand what a hero is. And Father, there are so many heroes in this, in this room who are listening online, whether live or later, who are out on the backstage patio, who are in our community that we will never see. They'll never get any kind of recognition, no glory. Those are the true heroes. And Father, I pray that you would help us to maybe undo some of the things that culture has done to us to make us value those people in life who are not real heroes. They're not true heroes. They're, they're just celebrities. And realize that there are everyday heroes, hometown heroes, and that we can be that. We can serve in our world, and we can serve to our world. And Father, I pray that you would raise up people at Hilton Head Island Community Church who view themselves as heroes that make the most of that opportunity that you've given us make the most of the freedom that those who have gone before us have died for and sacrificed for and risked their lives for. Help us, God, to, to realize and to recognize that that freedom we have, that we celebrate today, is an opportunity for us not to just be about our happiness, but to be about the happiness of others. And Father, I pray that we would take it that one extra step as a church and look at their spiritual condition and have spiritual lenses. And when we see the people in our community and in our homes and in our neighborhoods and on our street and in our apartments and at our workplace and at our schools, Father God, I pray that you would help us to see them the way that you see them. And that is people who are in need, who need to be served who need a Savior. And God, I pray that we would have the opportunity to reach our community for you.
to expand your kingdom, to further your kingdom, to be a part of declaring your gospel good news message. That you sent your son to this world to give up the ultimate, to give the ultimate sacrifice, to give up the ultimate freedom, and that is his life, so that we could have life eternally. God, I thank you for those heroes in our church and in our community. God, I thank you for Billy and Brenda who've given their time, who've been generous with their blessings, and who've decided that they would serve their community with the opportunity that you have given them. God, may we walk in that. May we pursue that. May we be people who seek you out and who serve your people. Father, I thank you for this day where we celebrate freedom, but I thank you for what you have given us. And we are grateful, so grateful. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.